0: Supporting middle leaders in schools, guiding the senior leadership of tomorrow, and developing your successful career in education. This is Edgecast from NAHT Edge. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of Edgecast, your monthly snapshot of the world of education seen from the point of view of middle leaders everywhere. Coming up. Teachers' pay needs to rise. It's official. But will the government find a way? Nearly half of all children have failed to reach the required standard at Key Stage 2. If you believe the official figures, we go behind the stats to make sense of the confusion. And where are all the new leaders? Our poll shows a third of you don't want that top job. We talked to author and former leader James Hilton about leading from the edge and what that means for you.
1: I kind of felt I had the capability to do it, but what I actually lacked at the time, I think, was some of the people management skills. And certainly, I think, in my first few years of leadership, I I probably put a few people's backs up, really.
0: All that and more in this action-packed edition of Edgecast. All the education news you need, delivered in the time it takes to, say, download. Expert advice and the sharing of ideas.
2: EdgeCast.
0: The Education Broker is your one-stop shop for staff absence insurance. You'll receive quotes from four different policies helping you complete your best value analysis in one go. Plus, we'll help you compare the cover so you can choose the policy that's right for your school and budget. Call The Education Broker today or visit theeducationbroker.co.uk Connect without tweets at NAHT Edge. Our roundup of the latest education news is still to come, but now, as promised, the first part of our interview with James Hilton, whose new book has a title that meant we really couldn't avoid talking to him about it. It's called Leading from the Edge. James, welcome. For people that don't know you, first of all, can you give us a sort of an overall sense of your professional experience of education and what it is that motivates you to stay involved?
1: My background is I spent 26 years in primary teaching, uh, I was in senior leadership for. 23 of those years and I was ahead for 15 years of, of two different schools. Uh I left 3 years ago now and I work as a speaker and a writer talking very much about resilience and stress management. I stay involved because it's something I'm really quite passionate about um having had a really bad experience of of stress 10 years ago. And I'm keen to sort of keep a debate going, really, about a subject which a lot of people find quite taboo.
0: Your latest book is called Leading from the Edge. It ties in very nicely almost with the the name of the podcast. But but why? What's the story behind that title then, James?
1: There are other books, Leading from the Middle, Leading from all sorts of places, but <laughs> I think, for me, the idea was very much that when you're in a leadership position, you spend a lot of time looking forward, quite rightly, but sometimes if you stop for a moment and and look down it can seem an awful long way down and it can be a little bit scary sometimes um and on the cover of the book we use the image of somebody walking in a tightrope and that's what leadership can feel a bit like sometimes yeah.
0: And, of course, within the book, you're very honest, searingly honest about your own experience of stress that I know you mentioned a few moments ago. um, And and you were a school leader. Can you give us a a bit more background about your own individual story then?
1: I was head of a very large primary school um, 10 years ago that was rapidly growing. Um, We were gaining 30 pupils a year. Um, something like that. So we had a lot of building work going on, lots of staff changes, uh, budget issues. And so on top of the pressures that most people were feeling at the time, we got all the issues associated around rapid growth. And I didn't actually make a real connection between some of the physical symptoms that I was beginning to experience. Uh, So I had quite a lot of lower back pain, for example, migraines became more frequent i started to experience panic attacks on the way to work um but of all the things probably the the most debilitating thing was i developed uh, a bad stammer and very hard to appear in control uh, of a situation or or inspire people if you can't get your sentences out ultimately my, my back gave out and It was just everything came to a head, really, and I ended up uh, spending four months off work uh, and realised if I was going to go back, I'd got to kind of rethink things, really.
0: And we hear a lot, don't we, about the emotional well-being now of of teachers and leaders a lot more than we used to. Are are we getting the balance right, do you think, and and what is there that still needs to be addressed?
1: I think we're moving in the right direction. I think people are a lot more um, open about talking about well-being and and managing stress levels that kind of thing but I think one of the things that we still don't necessarily get right is as school leaders we don't necessarily model the behaviors that we would hope that our staff might display Um, so we're not always particularly kind to ourselves Uh, we work ourselves uh, into the ground sometimes and if as leaders that's the behavior we're, we're modeling it's not perhaps terribly surprising that um, other members of staff feel that pressure too
0: of course uh, stress and and leadership of any ilk tend to go hand in hand Uh, do do you think uh, uh, just a a little bit an iota of stress here and there helps to to maintain focus
1: i think it's useful to make the distinction between pressure and and stress um in in the book talk about stress as being an adverse reaction to too much pressure uh pressures can be a very good thing. Um, if I hadn't, for example, had <laughs> a copy deadline uh, to finish the book, I wouldn't, I'm sure I'd never have got it done. <laughs> um, it can also, uh, pressure can help us uh, in situations where we, we feel threatened. But if the pressure level becomes so much that it exceeds our ability or our perception of our ability to deliver, that's when we start to get stressed and Stress response is programmed into us, but it was always intended to be a short-term reaction. The problem is not just in teaching; that a lot of the pressures that we face today are are not short-term; that they're they're ongoing, and to experience that stress response for a long, long period of time can actually be pretty harmful to us in terms of some of the chemicals that we start to pump around our body accelerated heart rate, rapid breathing, all those kinds of things, on a long-term basis, aren't actually very good for us.
0: We'll have more from James Hilton shortly, including hearing the one piece of advice he wished he'd been given at the start of his leadership journey. But first, the news. News and information from NAHT Edge.
2: In this bulletin, headline figures for key Stage 2 results, a new report on the accountability of careers advice and guidance, and the Brexit vote and education. On the 5th of July, the government released its headline figures for key stage two results, and, as many have predicted, the scores plummeted, causing widespread concern among teachers. James Bowen, director of NAHT Edge, said, According to the stats, the average number of pupils reaching the expected standard in reading, writing and maths is 53%. The most recent statistics from Ofsted show that 88% of English primary schools are rated either good or outstanding. Yet the SATS results apparently show that only half of the children finishing primary school have mastered the new expected standard. Clearly, this year's SATS data is not a credible measurement of how children have performed. Assessment is a vital part of the education system that has been reduced to an unreliable box-ticking exercise. Children should not pay the price for a badly planned and implemented assessment system. A new Westminster report recommends that schools should be held accountable by Ofsted for the quality of their careers advice and guidance. Neil Carmichael, the co-chairman of the Subcommittee on Education Skills and the Economy, said, At a time when it is vital we equip young people with the right skills for their working lives, it's concerning that so many are being failed by the guidance they receive. NAHT's General Secretary Russell Hobby said, Careers advice and guidance are crucial for equipping young people for the world of work, but using the inspection system, with an additional check for Ofsted to make, is not the right lever to pull to guarantee that careers guidance improves. The blunt tool of inspection is not an effective way to drive improvement. Investment in skills and good leadership matters much more. NAHT's primary futures programme was also mentioned, The project gets people from different careers into schools to talk about what they do and shows that you can talk about work in an age-appropriate way even with fairly young children and still have a big impact on broadening their horizons. Your school can get involved. Look online at primaryfutures.org. And finally, the effects of the vote to leave the EU are beginning to be felt in education. Just a few days after the referendum, schools were reporting that pupils were worried about being forced to leave Britain and that they were fearful of a potential rise in racism and community conflict. NAHT wrote an open letter to the Prime Minister, urging him to give pupils from the EU better assurance that they will be able to complete their school education without interruption. The call was widely reported in the media, and echoed by many MPs, and prompted an official response from the DfE which said... There will be no immediate changes in the circumstances of European citizens living, studying or working in the UK. Current arrangements will continue to apply to European pupils and their families and to teachers, early years and social work professionals and all others who work with children. For many people, the long-term uncertainty about their future remains, but as our letter to Downing Street said, schools are the places in which we shape our future as a nation. Our teachers and school leaders can help young people make sense of dramatic changes and build their own plans. With all the EDGEcast news, I'm John Peters. And for all the very latest
0: education news, go online to nahtedge.org.uk slash news and views. Now, as promised, let's return to our interview with James Hilton. Of course, many of, of our members, James, those that download and, and stream this particular podcast, manage teams themselves. If you could use this as a platform to give them some advice um, about reducing the factors that lead to stress within their teams, what would that be from you?
1: Two things I would say is communication is key. In an absence of information, people tend to fill in the gaps themselves. So we sometimes think we're communicating clearly to the people we lead but perhaps we're not actually giving over the messages we we think we are, but also, in terms of managing our stress levels, it's really important to feel that we have some sense of control, some sense of autonomy. so actually it's it's the small freedoms that you can give people, like for example, you know where they take their planning preparation assessment time. It's those small freedoms that actually help people to feel a lot more in control of their own destiny and therefore help to manage their own stress levels.
0: That uh, moment, I'd like to go back again, if I may, uh, James, the the moment that you first stepped into a leadership role, what was the overriding feeling and how long did it take before you felt, yeah, I can really do this?
1: It's a really good question because I I got promoted very, very early on. I, I think it was in a middle leadership role in my second year of teaching, and I think, in in, in some ways, <laughs> I probably was promoted too early. I, I I kind of felt I had the capability to do it, but what I actually lacked at the time, I think, was some of the people management skills. And um, certainly, I think in my first few years of leadership, I, I probably put a few people's backs up, really, uh, in terms of the way I handled things. But the sense of feeling that you could do it, I think, grew over a period of time with experience.
0: So let's give you the ability then uh, to to go back and and to speak to yourself at those very points. What would
1: you say to yourself? I think, first of all, I'd say to myself, I need to lighten up, (laughs) which I did. Secondly, writing the book, it was was almost like a sort of of out-of-body experience, really. It was almost revisiting the you of of, of ten years ago. And writing it, I could almost shape myself because it is so obvious to me now, looking back that all these things, the back pain, the migraine, not looking after myself, they were all connected. But when we're in a situation with a high degree of pressure and stress, sometimes we we just can't see the wood for the trees. And you need somebody to to help you reflect back on that.
0: We uh, did a a survey recently, James, of Middle Leaders, and suggested that whilst many felt capable of leading a school, a a third just didn't want that top job because the stakes appear so high now. What would be your reaction to that?
1: I do understand it on one level. I I completely get it. I mean, the the, the stakes have never been higher and the the levels of accountability are so, so uh, much higher than when I joined the profession uh, 30 years ago. But what I would say is that actually leading a school is is a very privileged position. And although the pressures can be quite great at times, the opportunity to stamp out your own vision for a school and for children's learning, I I, I think, is is a huge privilege. So uh, I, I would encourage people to consider it because it is, although pressured, one of the best jobs in the world
0: and and to extend and and leave on that very positive note teaching is as you say one of the few jobs where you can really make a mark a lasting and and dramatic difference to the lives of lots of young people some of our future leaders are clearly wondering whether they should go for it what encouragement would you give to them
1: it it is it's it's this ability to, to make a difference and i think sometimes we don't Appreciate, as as teachers, just what impact we have. Um, I mean, over the years, I've probably had an impact either directly or indirectly on on hundreds of children's lives. But there's actually very few of my former pupils who I know what they actually ended up doing in adult life. Uh, And about a year ago, I I bumped into it's a a theatre. I bumped into one of my former pupils who was now a theatre director and... He said to me, Actually, it was you that inspired me to do it because you cast me uh, in, in a part in the Leaves production when I was in year six. And I loved it so much that that actually started to shape my life. And I thought, wow, <laughs> really? that's, that's an amazing thing. And the opportunity as a school leader to stamp your own vision uh, is. I think, an immense one, and it's a huge privilege.
0: James, you obviously lit some fires of imagination. That's brilliant. So uh, really good to talk to you, and thanks for your time.
1: Thank you very much indeed.
2: For NAHT Edge members, there's the offer of unrivaled training and development opportunities. Some courses are held outside of school. For others, we'll come right to you. This month's featured course is on safeguarding. It's a one-day course in London on the 6th of October. You'll be brought up to date with the latest DFE guidance. You'll get a deeper understanding of how to spot and help students in difficulty and make sure that your school's policies and procedures are watertight. You'll also learn how to embed safeguarding, internet safety and prevent into the school curriculum and assess your own site security and understand the requirements of the latest legislation. That's leading school safeguarding in London on the 6th of October. October. To book, go online now.
0: To discover more about the benefits of being an NAHT Edge member, go online to nahtedge.org.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter, at NAHT Our director, James Bowen, is also on Twitter. He's at James JK Bowen. If you'd like James to come to your school to talk to you and your middle leaders, then drop him a line.